What is going on guys? Welcome back to a new season of Teaching Coaching Radio. Back where a podcast about health, fitness, finance, entrepreneurship, hard work, advice, self-help, and all these other great things that uh, I like to talk about and that I get asked questions about. Um, and a lot of my clients now, uh, you know, it's a definitely a heavier time of year with summer coming. So a lot of my clients are either winding down or right in the middle of, you know, what they're going through. So today we're going to talk about weight loss plateaus. Obviously, as you know, by the title of the episode, um, but we're going to talk about weight loss plateaus, um, how it happens, why it happens. And then, you know, some strategies and tips that we might employ as a coach um you know to overcome them and it's not like a mathematical formula it's not like uh you know a plus b equals c one plus two equals three kind of thing it's kind of a unique situation thing um that's going to depend on you know your activity levels your diet your your preferences how long you've been doing it how your body responds all these kind of different factors kind of play a role um, into what we're talking about So just to clarify, I don't want to assume that everybody even knows what I'm talking about just because they clicked on the episode or maybe if you didn't, you know, decide to like Google it or look it up. But just to have complete clarity, a weight loss plateau um, is literally just putting those words together, basically saying that, um, you know, you've been dieting for a while or maybe you've been, even been bulking for a while. And at a certain point, your body, your your weight plateaus, um, it kind of just your metabolism is tired of getting pretty much giving into the deficit and it's really just trying its hardest to retain uh, your weight where it's at because it's trying to stay optimal because the, the battle with weight loss and weight gain is that your body is always trying to find balance and always trying to you know find its normal and the uh, reason like that a lot of times we don't always recommend like mini cuts and mini bulks and doing these kind of things um, is because they don't have significant changes but in our in our bodies but at the same time you can use that to your advantage for example when somebody's dieting a long time uh we employ refeeds we employ diet breaks cheat meals and all these kind of things because it can kind of um for lack of a better term shock the system where it kind of uh you know gets things working properly again your glycogen levels your glucose and all these other things have these different reactions that can help you get past the plateau because it kind of sets your body up to thinking that oh this is what's coming or um this is what i needed to refuel and get ready to keep moving forward so when i talk about weight loss plateaus i'm i'm literally talking about when you're dieting for a long time or bulking for a long time and then your body you know you can keep dropping the calories a little bit or you get to a point where it's like not safe to drop the calories anymore and you're not seeing any results and it's like why why all of a sudden now i'm stuck at this weight and i have nowhere to go and you know there's nothing that i can really do um and things like that so we'll get into all all those kind of things and situations as we move forward So to kind of give you even a more detailed and clear picture of what I'm talking about, let's say I had a client who is on um, 150 grams of protein, 150 grams of carbs, and 50 grams of fat. 
um, right now, and they've been doing that for a while. They've been, you know, cutting their weight. They're well under their maintenance calories for their weight, and then all of a sudden, you know, I give them their, their macros, and they're like, "Coach, I did my macros. I hit them perfectly." Um, you know, for the most part, as you know, as much as I can tell, and the weight is not moving uh, the way I think it should, or I stop moving, or you know, I'm not seeing any kind of changes uh, in the physique. And so the first thing we want to do is make sure that we um, get rid of any chance of human error, um, because relying on other people and relying on other things can really mess us up. And what I mean by that is relying on, let's say that you're going to be out guesstimating your food when you go out to eat or even using like online calculators. The problem with those is that, yes, they have the good in, the, the right intention for you. But let's say, for example, when I go to Chipotle, I never really go to Chipotle when I'm deep into a diet phase because as much as those calories are probably right online, there's so many different human factors. Um, what if the person who's making the chicken decides that they want to use more oil um, then it says in the in the little standard recipe thing because the grill wasn't clean properly and it's burning the chicken a little bit or something like that. Like that'll add more calories. Or what if when they scoop out the serving of rice, a lot of times this happens to me. I go to Chipotle and I go to get um, my rice bowl and they never really do the regular standard one scoop of rice. They always try to be nice, which is a good thing in a sense, but it's a bad thing if you're dieting. They always seem to be nice and like throw in an extra scoop in there. Um, or like the scoop is not really full, then they throw more. So you never know if the rice is 100% accurate. Um, and the same thing with the chicken and anything else you're putting on it. Um, the serving sizes can be off. So if you're talking about a diet where I'm having you hit certain macros, um, early in the diet phase, will it make a huge difference? No. If you're just trying to get a little bit lean, drop a couple pounds and cut down or do a mini cut, will it make a big difference? No. Because in those situations, you know, like I said, it, being 50 to 100 calories off um, in those situations where you have a lot of room to play with won't won't kill you. But when you're talking about somebody who's been dieting for a long time, every macro and every calorie pretty much counts. So if you're 50 to 100 calories off and let's say you ate, your, you know, let's say you're set up to be in a deficit and then you go to Chipotle and you're 100 calories off, uh, that's going to add up. And 100 calories doesn't sound like a lot, but try dieting for a long time or try working with a coach or try building a program um, and then subtracting an extra 100 calories out. Even when I'm maintaining, which is more than enough calories to keep me satiated and satisfied, taking 100 calories out of that and leaving those 100 calories would be something that I wouldn't want to do. Um, it makes a big difference. Um, you feel it, uh, especially when it's a hundred, when some of those, uh, calories are protein or carbs and things like that, that we really, really notice, um, when we feel satisfied eating, it can make a huge difference. So we want to make sure human error is out of it. And even the same thing with meal prep companies, guys, I mean, a lot of them are reliable, but you still, you know, have to be careful, especially when you're lower in a diet. My best bet to circumvent that is to just to literally cook everything that you make uh, i mean everything that you eat um and yes it takes sacrifice you won't be able to participate in certain events and participate in certain dinners and things like that but if this 
is your goal you need to have it you know in your control in your hands if this is your goal and you need to be selfish and be responsible for it and cook your own food and uh, prepare everything yourself so you know 100% what's going into your body so this way there's no room for wiggle room this way it's 100% accurate you're weighing out your food you know what you're eating you know when you're eating it and you know you can really really stay on top of things so that can eliminate the human error portion of it Uh, I've recently done episodes on like cheat days and refeeds and all those kind of things. So this is a point where if you're dieting for yourself and you've never done a refeed day, but you're having relative success and you don't feel like you need a coach, this is where the point where you might want to add in a refeed day. And a refeed day is not just don't look at what you see on YouTube and think like, oh, I can just eat 400 grams of carbs because that's not the case. It would depend. Um, If you're on... 150 grams of carbs like i said earlier a refeed day for you might be 200 to 250 grams of carbs lowering the protein um by like 20 30 grams and then lowering your fat by like another 10 to 15 grams um so it's all more indicative on you uh when i refeed it's typically very high because even me on a cut right now my my carbs are still anywhere from 250 to 300 grams depending on the day i'm loosely cutting right now this is just for summertime it's not for a show or an event so what i'm doing is i play with my macros sometimes where um if i know you know i have an opportunity to get a very high carb meal in, i'll lower my fats for the day or or opposite if i'm going to have a lot of fats coming my way um, then I'll lower my cards for the day and I'll give you an example of this. Typically my range uh, for cutting right now is around close to 300 grams of carbs, 50 some 50 to 60 grams of uh, fat and then 150 to 160 grams of protein. But the other day my uncle invited me over for ribs and oxtail. So ribs and oxtail are you know meats. Uh, red meats that are high, very high in protein, but also moderately high in fats. But I knew he wasn't going to have a lot of carbs with the dinner that he made. He made some quinoa, but I was only going to have a little bit of that. And then the rest of it, I didn't eat um, many, many carbs. I had an apple. I had, um, what else did I have? I had an apple. I had a protein bar or two for the whole day before that. So in that day, I saved myself 100 grams of fat. 200 grams of protein and then i was only at like 180 200 grams of carbs for the day um it gave me the same calories it's just a lot different how the macro breakdown once was and i could still cut down on a on macros that are similar to that but ideally i didn't want to because i don't um like to eat that much fat and that low carb i'd rather have some higher carbs to play with um and i never felt like i needed that much protein to sustain or build muscle at all at any phase even deep in a diet where i've gotten really really lean i've never needed to have my protein at 1.2 grams per per pound of body weight at all so but yeah this is when you might want to implement some refeed days so for me like I was getting to, uh, sorry to explain all that and interrupt that, but what I was getting to is that I'm typically close to 300 grams of carbs on a regular day. So on a refeed day, you're talking about anywhere from 350 to 450, maybe 500, depending on um, what day of the week I'm doing it on and things like that, because I only do cardio Saturdays and Sundays. So if it's a day where I'm doing my 30 minutes on a Stairmaster, 
uh, you know, I may do more. If it's a day where I'm not, I may do less. So I factor in all those kind of things um, as well. And then what you alternatively need to think about too is um, at this point now, let's look at, uh, I never really require uh, cardio on my clients' programs. But if you hit a plateau, what I may have you do uh, as a coach and look at you, I might say, you know what, you've been doing, uh, you know, 10 to 15 minutes, just like warm up and rest and the cool down cardio. And you know what, why don't you, you can keep that going, but let's make it actual intended cardio. So if you, you're naturally been doing 15 minutes, I'm not going to require you to do any more, but what I'll say, let's make it more purposeful. So instead of doing 10 minutes of walking and five minutes on a bike to cool down. Why don't you do 15 minutes all together, either high incline walking or 15 minutes all together on the Stairmaster. Um, that's going to burn considerably more calories, but it's not going to require you to be in the gym any longer than you normally were um, and things like that. So I may look at something like that, like if this is what you're already doing, if you're not doing any cardio at all and you're at a plateau, I might say, hey, you know what? It might be worth it to just add in a day or two. You don't have to, but if you don't, I'm going to have to probably significantly drop your calories after doing a refeed. Um, so, so most people don't want to get their calories significantly dropped. So what I would do is I would say, you know, let's try some, let's play with some cardio if that's your preference. But if you, if you don't mind just dropping the calories off, I'll do that. But I find that 99% of my clients are going to say, you know what, I'd rather just do a little bit more cardio, um, you know, and maybe work out one day less or maybe you know, do high intensity for those my days now and stop heavy lifting as much. You know, we just will play with the kind of workouts they're doing to add to the deficit. And then outside of that, you know, I'll be like, you know, all right, we're going to have to drop the carbs like 10, 20, 30 grams, maybe 40 grams or something like that. So that client that was on 150 grams of protein, 150 grams of carbs and um, 50 grams of fat may now be um, 150 grams of protein, 120 grams of carbs, and 45 grams of fat, or 40 grams of fat. And so we're going to add to the deficit in two ways. We're going to increase our energy expenditure, and then we're also going to lower our calories, which should definitely break that plateau. But like I said, what I would probably do is hit a refeed day first. So kind of puts the metabolism on notice that there's some changes coming to get somebody ready might hold some water and then not only will you see a weight drop um in water weight but you'll see it in, in fat loss weight eventually too but it's going to all just help your system kind of regulate and you know better use itself and that's pretty much going to be a wrap guys um this question came to me uh from a client of mine um, but you yeah, keep the questions coming guys. I have a lot more content planned as well. I'm going to focus on answering specific questions that I get from clients, uh, because those seem to be the, um, the, the podcast episodes that do the best. So not just for the sake of the podcast and myself, you know, because I do receive some small monetary benefit from this, but because it's what you guys want to listen to and what you guys enjoy, it seems at least by the numbers. So I'm going to kind of keep it to more of these kind of topics, at least for this season and at least for a little while, unless I get some other requests, but I definitely have a lot more questions in my DMs to get to. So keep flowing them in, uh, throw them in my DM and feel free to always DM me, ask me a question anytime. You don't have to wait for an episode, um, but I definitely will uh, keep getting back to you guys. 
Thanks for listening. If you have not already, subscribe to the podcast. If you're new here, I really appreciate it. Uh, like, leave a five-star rating, leave a review, um, any recommendations, anything you want me to add, take out, whatever, let me know, and I will try to accommodate. See you guys next week.